Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. My name is Ellie Schnitt. I'm your host. I'm your driver. I am so happy you're here joining me in the passenger seat. I hope you had the best week, but if you didn't, you're in the right place, and let's talk about it. Hi. <laughs> Hi. I feel genuinely crazy right now. I uh, I am coming to you live right now at 8.45 p.m. on Monday night. Yes, the episode goes up at 3 a.m. on Tuesday mornings. Listen, uh, this was not my intention. <laughs> it was in no way, shape, or form my intention. But I had another date with Jacuzzi Man last night, and I am so tired. I didn't mean to, but I took a three-hour nap, and then I was like, uh... <laughs> um, so yeah, here I am doing this. Happy to be here. Um, love making things hard for myself, but also like, you know, it's kind of fun. It's kind of cute. I feel like we're just sort of... We're sort of hanging out in my bedroom, talking about boys, not really passing the Bechdel test. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, I talked about everything on Twitch, by the way, because I just streamed on Twitch for an hour and a half and I do on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays. If you want to come hang, it's basically like I'm doing a live podcast and it's really fun and we have a great community over there. Um, so we would love if you checked that out, twitch.tv slash Ellie Schnitt. I'm really working hard on getting that going. But yeah, I would never abandon my late night drive. Can't leave you alone in a car. Can't leave a baby in a hot car. It's illegal and immoral. Okay, let's get into it. <laughs> Weekend updates. So, so much has happened since the last time we spoke because I was going on Jacuzzi Man date number one, the night of the night that I recorded with uh, Julia and Michaela. So, First of all, I'm alive, so that's good. I mean, in many ways, that was sort of the, the big concern. Um, will I be murdered? And the answer to that um, is a resounding no, I was not murdered. I will add as a caveat, like, yet, but <laughs> thus far, things have been great. So um, jacuzzi date. Here's kind of what happened. Here's sort of the play-by-play. -play. Here's sort of the, not cliff notes, but you know what I mean. So the state was for like 8, 8.30. I think it was like 8.30 on Monday night. And I was feeling insane. Like I was feeling so nervous and like anxious, uncomfortable. And I was like nauseous. But like, listen, that's part of the, it's part of the deal, right? Like that's kind of like every time I go on a date, honestly, a lot of times when I'm going into like a new social situation, I feel that way. So I wasn't particularly alarmed by it. You know, I did my thing. I got ready like... I was like, I'm going on this fucking date, even though it's super fucking weird. I packed my swimsuit. <laughs> I was like, I guess this is something I'm doing tonight. Um, so I'm in the Uber. We're meeting at this bar in Williamsburg and I'm in the Uber. I'm feeling, again, crazy. I feel super nauseous. But again, like that's kind of normal for me. Like I'm an anxious person and I get anxious before dates. That's super normal. And I never actually throw up. So I was like comforted by the fact that like it's just my brain right it's literally just my brain I'm fine and then we were like one block away from the bar and you know when you just know like you just know that you are gonna throw up like something is coming out of your body and is not a good thing like I was like hot but cold you know like the cold sweats and like my mouth was watering and I was like oh my god I'm going to throw up. Like, I'm actually going to throw up. So I had to like frantically yell at the Uber driver. I was like, can you pull over? And he was like, yeah. So I immediately ran out of the car and I was like, fuck, yeah, I'm going to throw up. And I threw up into a trash can on the street in Williamsburg. Incredibly, by the way, this bar, I wish this was a joke, genuinely on Shrimp Cocktail Man's block. So the whole time I'm puking into this trash can, this mercifully empty trash can, I'm thinking, 
Oh, wouldn't it be just my goddamn luck for him to walk by right now as I'm puking into a trash can on his street? Like that just did not help. So I'm very upset. Obviously, I'm freaking out. I sent a message to the guy, jacuzzi guy, and I was like, oh, hey, my Uber dropped me off in the wrong place. Um, I'll be there soon. I'm like a block away, you know, like a liar because I wasn't going to be like, I just vomited on the street. Um, and I ran like frantically into the liquor store that was like right there. And I was like, do you guys have any water? And they looked at me probably thinking I was like insane and like blackout drunk. Which, like obviously I wasn't. I was just nervous. And it was this nice older guy and his son. And he's like, go get her water from downstairs. And then they gave me a napkin. And then I was like drinking this like water bottle. And they were like, what happened? And I was like, I was like, I just threw up. And they're like, why are you okay? I was like, I'm just really nervous because I'm going on a date and it's the first time in a long time. And they were like, you got this. Like, you're going to be great. So that was very funny. Um, And then I had to sort of, so I cleaned myself up. I drank the water and I'm like frantically sprinting. Like I'm sprinting, by the way, in my like knee high platform boots, trying like God to find a fucking bodega. Like just anywhere that might sell a toothbrush because I'm not going to this date with like puke mouth like that's not happening finally I I see one by the way this is all happening in the the span of probably two three minutes like run into this bodega I grabbed a travel toothbrush and toothpaste and I brushed my teeth into a trash can on the street with the water bottle that the liquor store people gave me and then I went on the date and I think the moral of this story here is Sometimes these things happen, but we rally, you know, like you just get through it. Like you, you just, cause what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do? Not, not go. I was a block away and he was already there. And I suppose I probably could have not gone, but I don't know. I'm glad I did. So I, I go, we have conversation a little bit at the bar. I'm realizing I can't drink because I fully had an empty stomach, like threw up everything, all, my whole meal into this trash can. So I'm like, well, OK, cool. I have to do this really insane, bizarre, insane date, completely dead sober. That is so awesome. I'm so happy that I'm going to be in a bikini in a bathhouse with a stranger sober so but anyways I didn't really drink because I was like yeah I'm gonna die if I drink because I have an empty stomach we talk it's a little awkward but it's like first date awkward it's not like oh my god this is horrible awkward it's just like these are two people who do not know each other and this is kind of a weird circumstance so we go to the bathhouse probably like literally 15 minutes later um, we get there you know they check us in and they're like okay well here's the men's locker room and here's the women's locker room and there was this moment where I think we both realized like, I think we both knew it was like a weird thing, but we were looking at each other and we were like, oh, we got to go in the locker room and get, we're, I got to, I'm going to take my clothes off and you're going to, you're going to take your clothes off and we're, we're, we're going to do that. Like, it's just a moment where we both were like, almost like, say psych right now. Like, almost like, I'll say psych if you say psych. But then we both were like, okay, <laughs> I guess we're fucking doing this. So I put my little bikini on. By the way, uh, I do want to add, like, there were other women in the locker room. And these are women who so clearly were there for, like, relaxation, rejuvenation. Okay, like, they are in sweatpants. They are, like, no makeup. Like, clearly they are to, like, relax, rejuvenate. Meanwhile, I'm stomping in in my fucking date outfit, like, my little leather skirt and boots and tights, a full face of makeup. They're probably looking at me like, what? What is happening here? Um, what is going on here? So then, you know, we go, we meet. And to his credit, he was not weird about the fact that I was in a bikini. It's not like I walked out and he was like, you look good because I would have left. Uh, he was just like, I think the baths are downstairs. And I was like, OK. So the baths were nice. There was like a hot pool, a warm pool and a cold pool. It's giving Goldilocks. Um, the cold pool was just filled to the brim with old Russian men. So I did not go into it. Also, saunas, turns out, not really my thing. <laughs> don't like feeling like I can't breathe so that was indeed not for me but the warm pool and the hot pool were really nice um yeah there was kissing it was nice I had a good time even though I was fucking sober and it was really like such a weird thing he did admit that he just wanted to see me in a bikini I was like I'm not even mad about that it's not like I DM'd you because of your sparkling personality you know I DM'd you because I found you attractive so I guess we're even on that front um 
And then uh, I, I went home. Honestly, I would have probably gone home with him, but I, again, had thrown up in many ways on the side of the road and um, had nothing in my stomach. I already can't really eat in front of strangers. This was a high pressure situation. And I was like, you know what? I just need to go. <laughs> like, I just need to go home. And I went home and I ate like a sad, a sad sandwich and kind of went to bed. But it was good. You know, I, I was surprised that, like that it was nice. Um, he's not a, a criminal. So that's good. I mean, he said he's not a criminal. It's entirely possible that, you know, he wasn't, you know, criminals lie, but I don't think he's a criminal. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's a really interesting guy. You know what I think is interesting about him is I think he doesn't really think he's interesting. Like, I don't think he thinks what he does for a living or like his life experiences are that interesting. And I'm like, like he kept like apologizing for, for telling stories and stuff. I was like, wait, hold on. That's how humans talk. And I want to hear more. Um, but he's an interesting guy. But then, so we scheduled a second date. And I know what you're thinking, okay, surely for a second date, you know, you'll do something more normal. Drinks, dinner, um, dinner and a movie. <laughs> something, something fucking normal. Maybe go to a comedy show. No. No, in fact, what we did was somehow weirder than the jacuzzi. And it was, um, he booked... <laughs> I mentioned that I love hotels and that I love bathtubs, both of which are true. And for our second date, he booked us a room at a five-star hotel that had a very deep bathtub in it. Listen, <laughs> listen, because I can hear what you're thinking in your heads and I hear that you're going, don't do that. That sounds like the way that nice girls like you end up super dead. Um, and... <laughs> Yeah, but also I love hotels. Anyways, that was last night. It was really fun. I love hotels. It was a super nice hotel. We took a bath. <laughs> we, um, there was kissing. Obviously, there was some kissing. In fact, I would go so far as to say almost too much kissing to the point where I was like, did you take some sort of uh, pill that enhances the amount of kissing you're able to do because Jesus fucking Christ and anyways so I'm kind of beat up and I'm really tired first of all it's winter and I usually kind of hibernate in the winter but even in the summer it's not like I'm like a vigorously exercisey person like I walk a lot I do yoga I'm like a gentle exercise person I'm not like a hardcore intense cardio person I got to a point where I was like I think I am going to die I can't I can't I cannot kiss you again because I will die. I will I will literally die. I, my body can't take it. And then I did it again. And my body really hurts. <laughs> so I got home this morning. We went to the spa in the morning. It was really nice. And then I got home and I really intended to like do work. And then I was like, I am just bone weary. Because even though the bed was really comfortable, I feel like you can never really sleep when you're like next to somebody new. You know what I mean? Like sleeping next to someone new is always weird. Uh, so I feel like I didn't sleep super well. And then, um, yeah, I just came home and I, <laughs> I just slept. I ordered a bacon, egg and cheese and then I slept. <laughs> so here we are. Here we are. Um, and that was kind of my weekend update. It's interesting. Like, I don't really know. I don't really know anything. I don't really know what's going on. I don't really know what the vibe is. All I know is that I want to see him again and am definitely interested in kissing him again and very interested in asking if he took one of those fucking drugstore rhino pills or something. You know, the ones at checkout that are like rhino pill, like make your dick a rhino. Like I fear he may have taken some kind of supplement or something because like it was crazy. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, but like it was crazy. I was like, what? How are you? Like, I know I'm attractive, but you know. Jesus Christ, like, put that thing back where it came from or so help me. Anyways, um, it's good. It's a good palate cleanser, you know, like it feels it feels good that the last person I slept or kissed uh, was not was not shrimp cocktail man. There's I'll tell you that much. And it feels good that I'm having fun because I think girls named Ellie Schnitt are allowed to have fun as a treat. And I don't know. It's just it's nice. To, even if it's insane and like we're being insane, it's nice. Like it's fun. And I, you know what? I'm happy to have fun for now. <laughs>
So that is that on that. So what are we talking about today? I actually got a shit ton of voicemails and DMs for this episode, um, which I appreciate. Thank you for sending stuff in. And it's hard to narrow it. It's very hard to narrow it, but going to do some today and save some for next week. So first off, first off, I got a really interesting DM about um, how on dating apps, this person was telling me she feels like she can't swipe on people who are super fit and like post pictures at the gym because she feels like they might judge her for, you know, her body or her, her fitness or like whatever it might be. And I think it's just an interesting conversation to have. Secondly, I got actually like two or three voicemails that were just about being scared about going on first dates, um, like really wanting to do it, like really wanting to push yourself, but feeling uncomfortable, feeling nervous. And so I've written you some mantras and we'll talk through those and how to calm yourself down and things you should always keep in mind for a first date. And then last but certainly not least, had a voicemail saying that they feel silly talking about relationship issues in therapy when there are worse things going on in the world. And I thought that that was super interesting because fucking hashtag relatable. And yeah, so that's going to be our episode today. If that sounds fun, fresh, fierce, flirty, fabulous, fantastic to you, keep on listening. This is such a, a silly vibe because I'm actually sort of I'm actually sort of laid flat with the microphone sort of on top of me. I just feel like we're at a slumber party right now and I'm just uh, I'm in my jammies. I'm just like telling you about life and that's fun. So, uh, OK, <laughs> OK, why the frick? All right. So this was the DM I got. I'm going to read it to you and then we'll have a conversation about it because it's actually something I've been thinking about a lot. And I think we should talk about it. So this person said, hi, Ellie, I've been on dating apps for a while now and actually been going on dates. It's great. Great. Really happy for you. That's awesome. But every time I come across someone's profile that appears to be super athletic or really into the gym, even if I'm attracted to them, I can't match with them. As a chubbier slash curvy woman, I am finally so confident in my body, but I'm afraid people who worship fitness won't be attracted to me, even though I am also a pretty active person. Maybe I'm not as confident as I thought. How do I extend my own body positivity bubble enough to let somebody else in? Beyond desperate for some advice, great. I want to start off by saying this is something that I genuinely think every time I see somebody on a dating app who's like clearly like posting gym pictures and stuff, I'm always like, yeah, I'm not going to be comfortable sleeping with this person because I'm going to feel like they're critiquing my body when we're together. And that's obviously just not a feeling that you want to feel when you're dating somebody. You know, if you're getting naked in front of somebody, you don't want to be feeling like they're going to be like, you need to grow your lats. I don't know why that was the example I picked, but I think what's really tough with fitness is that it's really hard to divorce it from weight loss. It's really hard to divorce it from body image. Like even though there are so many of us who, you know, we just work out because it's good for you. It's healthy. You know, we um, do exercise that makes us feel good. It makes us feel happy. There are a lot of people who don't like that is just a, a fact. And I think a lot of men, unfortunately, do you guys feel like men are low-key in kind of like the throes of eating disorder culture and they have no idea? Like, I feel like every other day I meet a man who's like, I go to the gym three times a day. All I eat is chicken breasts and broccoli and one spoonful of rice. And I'm like, you have an eating disorder. Like, I'm like, that's not healthy. Like, that's not healthy. Like that obsession with the body, like that obsession um, with that perfection that uh, like some men who are really into the gym get. Like, that's, that's not, it's not healthy. So I understand your, your concern about that. There are, of course, also people who just go to the gym because they like going to the gym. They like working out. It's a stress reliever. It's nice for them. But I don't think that you're, I don't think it means that you are not self-confident. I don't think it means that you don't have like this body positivity that you've worked really hard to attain. I think you're just picking up on something that's, that's there. Like the fact that like there are people with toxic body ideas because of how often they're going to the gym. For me, it's a really hard thing because like it's so hard for me to divorce fitness from like body image. It's like Im nearly impossible for me to do it. Even with things like walking, even with things like yoga, if I like 
walk an extra mile or something instead of being like, wow, look how strong and fit and healthy I am. That's so good for me. I'm going to be in such a better mood. I'm going to have more endorphins. My literal first thought is always like, oh, I'm going to be skinny or like something like that. Oh, my legs are going to be so toned. I'll be like hotter or something. It's like, bro, (laughs) it's like a frustrating thing. So that is, by the way, partially why like I don't post a lot. Like I do work out. I do, you know, do fitness. I do yoga and, and stuff. But I never post about it because I know that it can make me feel really bad seeing other people post about the gym and make me start feeling like a weird perfectionism toward my body. And I'm not saying that people should stop doing that. There's a lot of like fitness inspiration that's really great. If people are really proud of going to the gym and their gym progress, that's awesome. I think it can be such a good thing and such a healthy thing and something that can make you so strong and so happy. But, you know, while I do think it's probably hitting on an insecurity, like to see like very fit looking people. I wouldn't say it means that you've like totally lost progress or you're like not body positive or you don't love your body. or You're not actually confident. You're literally just being normal. Like It's the most normal thing in the world. I will say that like there's obviously a difference between somebody who's like gym crazy obsessed and someone who's just like normal is athletic, loves fitness or whatever. And I think you can discern that pretty easily, um, you know, like on the first date. But also I feel like if somebody matches with you, it's because they find you attractive. Like on dating apps, it's pretty cut and dry, right? It's pretty straightforward. It's not like um, meeting somebody and you're talking and you don't know if they're vibing or whatever. Like you match with somebody on Hinge or Tinder or whatever and you swipe, like you say yes to them and they've said yes to you. Like it's because they find you attractive. And I know it doesn't really, it does not matter like somebody else's validation of whether or not you are attractive. But like if you, if you don't try, like if you find that person attractive, but you're limiting yourself because you think they won't find you attractive. I mean, you don't, you really don't know, do you? You don't know until you try. My genuine recommendation would be like, if you see someone and you think that they are attractive, just go for it, you know, just go for it. Cause if they find you attractive too, then you'll know, <laughs> you know, you'll get that like, like bag, you'll match or whatever. And if not, then like you probably dodged a bullet because why would you ever want to be with someone who doesn't find you attractive or like would have some some shit to say about your body or your fitness level or your activity level or like whatever, you know, like I just um, I think it's such an important thing with dating to remember that like obviously not everyone's going to like you. There's a lid for every pot and like you don't want people who don't want you. You know, you don't need to be palatable to every single fucking person, right? Like the person who is right for you is going to fucking worship you. And not even the person who's right for you, bro. Like even like the right person for a night, you know, even the right person for making the bad guys good for a weekend. Like that person is going to see your body and fucking worship you because it's your body, you know, and that's what we strive for. So it's complicated. And I don't think you're wrong for feeling like uncomfortable or feeling some type of way about it. I think honestly most of us feel that way i can't speak on it from i can't speak on it from the perspective of somebody who is like curvier or chubbier like you know because i am that's not really my body type but i'm not like a very fit person i've never been a very fit person like even when i was like in high school if if you wanted me to run a mile i would actually have rather been shot in the head like (laughs) do not fucking ask me to do that and i'm always a little self-conscious about that as well. So I I understand where you're coming from. I think a lot of people feel that way. But, you know, let people self-eliminate. Don't limit yourself, if that makes sense. And I feel like our thing in 2023 is just try it. If it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. But at least you tried. So you see someone hot, just swipe on them. Just swipe on them. See what happens. Okay. I hope that that was helpful. It's really interesting because I've been thinking a lot about... um actually a lot about like this topic like men and eating disorders and fitness and um how hard it is you know how there's this fine line between like fit spo and like thin spo and like there's fine line between um healthy and like promoting something that might be less healthy and how it's like a different thing for everyone it's like a hairpin trigger like it was kind of like how with chloe tang this is a little off topic but chloe tang like she's a very fit person she posts these great workouts she posts great meal plans full of like you know whole foods and like she doesn't not eat you know she shows herself like eating full big meals and like doing her workouts like she is not promoting 
like something unhealthy but there are people who watch your content like myself included and literally go crazy like literally get insane and develop some disordered eating like (laughs) develop some unhealthy body image issues and it's not her fault it's not the person posting it she loves working out that's fantastic that's awesome it's good for you but there are some people you see that shit and you lose your goddamn mind (laughs) like you, you can't you can't look at it and i i just think uh i don't know that there's a solution but i think it's a, an interesting thing like i know for myself i can't really I, w- I would love to watch fitness videos to literally learn how to do stuff but i lose my fucking mind i go crazy it sucks um but anyways yeah without further ado let's get into our next voicemail Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for, gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay, so first date mantras. So this came up because I got a couple of voicemails from people just literally being like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> 
I um, am going on first dates and I don't really know what is going on. There was one about somebody who was my age just getting out of a long-term relationship for the first time. Um, She's in her mid-20s and she just is terrified to be going on dates. And then I also got this one from a longtime friend of the show, Lexi, and I'm going to go ahead and play you that one. So here it is. Hi, Lexi. It's Lexi just calling because I had a query and, you know, I go to you for all the important advice. So I've never dated. Um, I'm 20 years old and I've never gone to like a first date except for like a not real date in high school. Um, and I finally exited to a new city. So I'm trying to date without like the pressures of it. But every time I plan a date or like someone asks me on a date and I say yes, I end up canceling at the last minute and I don't want to keep doing that. And I don't want to um, keep running away from dating, but I also don't know how to get over the fact that I've never been on a date. And, like, am I doing it wrong? Are my hands in the right place? Am I talking too much? Am I laughing too loud? Do you go 100% yourself? Is that too much at first? I'm spiraling. Um, two other guys last me on date this week. I canceled mine tonight to bring presidents with you. Just kidding. It was before you were on Twitch, but I... I don't know what to do. How do I just go on the date? Like, what's the pep talk? What do you do? How do you go on the date? Anyway, as always, you know it. Love you, bestie. Hope you're having a great week and a great day. Okay, so much to unpack here. So, first of all, I feel like this week is a good week to talk about chickening out on first dates, considering I was so scared of going on a first date. I literally threw up on the street. It's giving hits different. Literally threw up on the street, and then I still went on the date. And it's not because I have some fucking superhuman ability to puke and rally. Well, actually, I am pretty good at puking and rallying. But it's not because I, like, have some inner hidden superpower for getting uh, feeling fine and going on dates I literally will force myself because I just think it's good to push yourself to do that obviously you don't grow if you're always in your comfort zone so I've written us a list of mantras things that you can just say to yourself when you're freaking out when you're feeling nervous that just kind of like calm your mind <laughs> about going on dates because I understand that it's fucking it can be scary your mind runs away with a billion scenarios you're like well, how am I supposed to act what am I supposed to say what is he gonna do what's he gonna say what's she gonna do what's she gonna say like am I weird am I the normal one am I the weird one like your brain will run away with a billion scenarios and like Sometimes um, that's great. Sometimes it's great that our brains are super smart and active. But a lot of times we just need to tell our brains to shut the fuck up and think about what I'm telling you to think about. So these are the mantras that I've come up with. Gotta sit up. (laughs) Okay. So first mantra. This is very, very important. If you do not have access to a mirror, like if you're not looking yourself in the mirror while you're saying this, close your eyes and imagine that you are looking at yourself in a mirror. I don't know why that part is important, but I feel like it makes a really big difference if I'm like looking myself in the eyes and saying this. So mantra slash affirmation number one, I am impressive. You need to impress me. You can say he needs to impress me, she, they, whomever it is, you need to impress me me. I think that this is an important mindset because sometimes I think we get caught up in the idea of, is this person going to like me? And we forget, am I going to like them? Like sometimes, especially if you've been single for a really long time, you're like, I don't know, you like almost forget to question whether or not you even like the person because you're just so happy that you're fucking going on a date or happy that you're kissing someone or happy that somebody's interested in you. But I think if you're coming into it from a mindset of like, I am impressive and you need to impress me. Like I am bringing a lot to the table. I know who I am. I know what I have to offer. I want to see what you have to offer. I want to see what you bring to the table. Almost like almost like they're auditioning the role of first date and you're seeing how it goes. Putting a little bit more power and agency back in yourself, I think is always helpful. So mantra number two slash affirmation number two, this is just a conversation. And if it's bad, I get a good story. Sometimes we build up dates in our minds to be these really scary things. Like, I have to say the right thing. I have to act the right way. It is just a conversation. It's just a conversation. You know, you have conversations every day. It's just a conversation. And if it doesn't go well, you get a good story out of it. You know, like, yeah, maybe a little uncomfortable in the moment. But like, 
at the end of the day, it's just going to be another guy that was like, what a fucking weirdo, you know? But it's just a conversation. Taking the pressure off of it to be this like really intense, impressive, amazing thing, I think is really helpful. Just remind yourself, it's just a conversation. So next I've written, love is the best thing we do. And even if it's scary, we have to try. That I think is important because part of the reason that we chicken out is because it's fucking scary, right? It's all scary. Love and dating relationships, it's all fucking scary because you know what it feels like when it doesn't work out. You know what it feels like even when it's not like, um, you know, like a full fucking relationship and it's just like a situationship or whatever. Like, you know what it feels like when it doesn't work out and that it sucks and it's scary and it hurts, but you have to remember why you do it. So love is the best thing we do. And even if it's scary, we have to try. Reminding yourself like why you're putting yourself through that, I think is is an important one. Okay, this is one of my favorites. Some things are meant to be, but most things aren't. Take the pressure off this date being like the one, right? Like not every person, the first time you go out with them needs to be like, these sirens are gonna be the fucking death of me. I'm so sorry if you can hear sirens. Um, the date doesn't need to be like the love of your life your husband your like soulmate like it's just a date like it can just be a date some things are meant to be I believe that I believe that some people are meant to be together but most things are not most things are not meant to be most of the time it's just gonna be like some guy you know what I mean it's just gonna be like a person and that's okay that's okay it doesn't need to be amazing every time and it won't be amazing every time because all it takes is one you know This one is a good one to say in the mirror, you know, when you go to the bathroom (laughs) in between. If you've had a drink, you go to the bathroom, you're like, I need to refocus. I am compelling. I am easy to talk to. I am the hottest girl in the world. I am compelling. I am easy to talk to. I am the hottest girl in the world. Look yourself in the eye and say that like three times. Because bestie, you are. (laughs) Along the same line, he is literally just some guy and it's just an hour. He is literally just some guy, and it's just an hour. So that's a good one, I think, if you're like on the way to the date, you know, you're in the Uber or you're walking or you're driving or whatever, and you're having the the tummy rumblies. He's literally just some guy. Like he's just some guy, you know? He puts his pants on one leg at a time, like all the rest of us. And if it goes badly, it's just an hour. It's one drink, it's an hour, and then you get the fuck out of there. Next is I have an exit strategy if I feel uncomfortable. That's a, well, first of all, it's important to have an exit strategy, but also like to remind yourself that like you have that exit strategy. So if things start feeling weird, if you don't really like it, you know that you have a way out. So tell your friends like this is the emoji I'm going to send you for you to call me. Um, This is the excuse I'm going to make. Like I'm going to pre-make this excuse just in case, Um, you know, have kind of an exit plan and remind yourself if you're feeling really nervous. I have an exit strategy if I feel uncomfortable. And then last but certainly not least, in fact, perhaps potentially last but most, <laughs> most things aren't amazing or terrible. They are just fine. This is something my therapist actually always says to me is like, if you are really, really nervous for something, you tend to catastrophize, you tend to make it the worst case scenario. She asks me to imagine the worst case scenario and then imagine the best case scenario. Um, And the thing is, neither of those two things are most likely going to happen. You know, you're probably not going to fall in love on date one. It's not going to be Prince Charming, you know, a dozen roses and a proposal in a week. Like (laughs) that's your best case scenario. It's also probably not going to be somebody who like, spits on you and tells you you're a stupid bitch like probably not more likely than not it's just gonna be like fine it's gonna be fine it's gonna be okay it's gonna be a conversation it's gonna be a drink it's gonna be an hour like it's gonna be fine and I don't mean it's gonna be fine in the sense of like it's gonna be okay which it is but like it literally is just gonna be fine it's gonna be mid it's gonna be like eh, you know like it's gonna be nothing to write home about most likely Um, and I think that that takes the pressure off of it as well you know, we're our own worst enemies, right? Like we're our own biggest critics. We're the people that cause the most problems in our own lives by like overthinking these things. And I think sometimes you just have to take a minute and just be like, look, it's going to be fine. And I hope that these mantras are helpful for you because these are what are helpful for me. Now, to be clear, 
I was not doing these mantras on Monday night when I threw up on the side of the road. But maybe if I had, maybe if I had done that, then I would not have thrown up on the side of the road. But um, that in many ways is the worst case scenario. And guess what? It was still fine. I literally probably my worst case scenario is throwing up like minutes before the date. I did it. And then that was my worst case scenario. And then it was fine. You know, it wasn't even that bad. So even if the worst case scenario happens, it probably will be fine. I hope that that was helpful. Um, and let's get into our last voicemail. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style. All for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. I'm only 17. I don't know anything, but I know I miss you. Bam, bam. Okay. <laughs> you know, when you're on the phone with your friends and you're like wandering around your house and then you like sort of end up laying in a weird position with like one leg in the air or something, I want you to understand that I'm... That's currently what I'm doing. I'm like laid out with leg kind of up in the air and like one arm on the back of my head, like slumped down in the chair because I just feel like we're on the phone right now. Just having a little chat. Okay. This voicemail is about therapy and y'all, I haven't had therapy in like two weeks. Maybe that's why I've been making <laughs> weird choices, but um, I want to play this and then let's talk about it. Hi, Allie. Um, this is Maggie, and I feel like it is now my quarterly voicemail to you looking for a big sister advice. Um, this week, I'm starting to go to therapy for the first time ever. Um, that's not to say that I haven't probably needed to go for my whole life, but I finally have made the big girl decision to look into it, and I'm really, 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 really nervous, but also excited because I feel like I need to find healthy coping mechanisms, but I guess my question is how to not be so nervous about starting to talk to someone. Um, 2022 was a really bad year, honestly. I lost a friend and a parent, but that's not even what I feel like I need to talk about. I feel silly for wanting to talk about my boy problems, my friend problems, my stress with grad school when I have such bigger issues in my life and there are a lot bigger things. So I'm just nervous, I guess, to go in and start talking about such first world problems. And I feel like I don't, I know I won't be judged, but I'm just really nervous. And I love listening to you talk about how important therapy is and how you recommend it for everyone. And this woman is someone that my sister has been seeing forever. So I know I can trust her, but I just am having a lot of about starting my first session and talking about problems that I feel like are so silly. Um, if you have any advice on what to do or how to think or how to feel, I guess that would be much appreciated. I know you talk about mental health a lot and I feel like people have probably asked this question before, but I'm just very, very overwhelmed as you can tell. And I love you and I can't wait to hear from you. Thanks. Bye. Okay, first of all, Maggie, I'm so sorry for your recent losses. I'm I'm truly so sorry. Um, secondly, the first time you go to therapy is always kind of funky and a little weird. That's just something to <laughs> remember. It's going to feel good. It's also going to feel weird. But uh, in terms of your other 
kind of query about, you know, first world problems or talking about your relationships when there's all this other stuff. So that is really, really normal. I mean, the feeling's really normal, but I mean, literally just talking about like more, I guess you could call them like first world problem type problems. Talking about that in therapy before you get to the other stuff is really common for a couple of reasons. Reason number one, you know, the way that our issues, well, okay, reason number one, actually, first thing I want to say to you is that anything that upsets you, bothers you, stresses you out, that it doesn't matter if there are worse things, like your feelings about that are completely valid and completely worth talking about. And like that is what therapy is for because sometimes the little things can feel really, really heavy, particularly if you are dealing with things that are heavier on top of those little things, right? It's like, um, I was like the metaphor, like if I ask you to like hold a, a toothpick, like that's not asking very much. But if I ask you to hold the toothpick for like, three days like yeah your arm's gonna get pretty fucking tired I guess a better metaphor would be like if I was like hey can you hold this toothpick and you were like um sure but you're already carrying like 20 textbooks <laughs> like yeah that te- the fucking p- the toothpick isn't heavy but maybe it was the straw that broke the camel's back so there's that but secondly like a lot of times you will talk about those things in therapy because it's a lot easier to start there It's a lot easier to start with something that feels more universal, more fixable, more approachable. And I think that that's totally, totally normal. I fucking for a year of like my first year of therapy, like I didn't touch on any of like the shit, you know, (laughs) like any of the things that like later my therapist would be like, what? (laughs) Wait, pardon? (laughs) Why did you not say that? Like because we were just dealing with the immediate um kind of the immediate day-to-day issues of the fact that like I was struggling so much with anxiety that little things were huge things. Relationships were huge things. Also, relationships are are huge things. But I think that like our, um, a lot of times our issues, like our, the bad things that have happened to us, our traumas, a lot of times those things end up manifesting into our relationships, like with the way that we behave in relationships, the way that we process stress, the way that we process rejection. Um, All these things generally come from somewhere, right? So if you're having trouble dating, like it's good to start there and talk about that because it can be a really good launching board to talk about like, well, yeah, maybe I do have some commitment issues because of XYZ. Maybe I might have some abandonment issues because of XYZ or trust issues because of this. It's not frivolous. It's also like, come on, dude, relationships like love and relationships are so central to humanity. Like it's not frivolous at all to want to talk about that. It makes a complete and utter sense. I promise you that. And I promise you that your therapist, A, is never going to judge you and B, like she also knows, like she knows everything that I'm telling you right now. Like she, she knows that like people often start out you know, lighter and you go deeper once you've developed a level of trust with that person. Like once you've developed a level of rapport, once you guys have addressed some of those things that are off the top that you can kind of be like, oh my God, finally this weight, this weight that has not as, you know, this weight has been lifted off me and now I can like dive deeper. And it takes time. Like it genuinely does. Like uh, I'm getting one of my four years into seeing my therapist now. And I swear to you, like we are only just now like doing deep like deep work, like the deep trauma unpacking work, because it's really hard. It's really scary. It's something that you have to like push yourself to talk about because it's uncomfortable. Um, But I think getting in the habit of talking about the things that stress you out, even if they are quote unquote frivolous, is going to be helpful in the long run, no matter what. The better you become at processing your emotions, particularly in like lower pressure environments, the better you can be at regulating emotions and higher pressure environments. Does that make sense? It's kind of like you can't learn to play piano um, by sitting down in front of a Tchaikovsky piece. You know, you learn to play piano by learning where your fingers go on the keys and you learn the scales and you learn Mary had a little lamb, you know, Um, you learn the chords like There are building blocks to being able to be your best self. And there are steps along the way. And you don't start out by sitting down and being like, this is everything that I think is wrong with me. And these are my traumas. And I'm just going to put this out here. I mean, you can. But it's also totally normal if you don't. Because it makes sense if you need to work up to that. You know, it makes sense if you, if the things that are most 
that are easiest for you to talk about right now that are most pressing at the top of your brain are grad school and relationships because those are the things that right now in your life are causing you stress. And even if there are other things, like let's work on the things that are doable, you know? It's good to lessen the pressure on things that are easier to lessen the pressure on. Am I making sense? I understand like that that guilt. And I've even said to my therapist like, oh my God, I feel like I want to talk about this this guy, but I've, I feel like I've talked about him so many times and I feel like you're just gonna be like, oh my God, get over it. <laughs> and she's like, why the fuck would I think that? <laughs> she's like, okay, bitch, not only am I a licensed professional and I wouldn't think that, but also like, what? What do you think therapy is? Therapy is just processing the same things over and 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 over, and over again until like, they're out of your system like that's normal so whatever like anxieties you have about your therapist feeling some type of way about what you're talking about it's not like your therapist sees you and then is like okay now my clients with real problems like that's not how it works the therapist treats you at where you are they take your problems seriously because they take you seriously and they care about you and your well-being um so whatever it is that is weighing on you like that is enough All right. Good luck. I'm really happy that you're starting therapy. You know, I am therapy's number one fan. (laughs) I stand for therapy. Um, And I hope that that is helpful. And I hope that therapy is helpful for you as well. And besties, with that, I think that's going to go ahead and be our flirty little episode this week. Yay. (laughs) We got to do our uh, song of the week. Last week, I literally had not one thought in my brain. Like, just, just head empty, no thoughts. Was not even <laughs> remotely ready to, like, choose a song. I have sort of a fun little song this week. It's by Chloe Moriando. I think her debut album came out last year. But it's a song called I Want to Be With You. And it's a good, it kind of reminds me of, like, I don't know, like, Avril Lavigne it makes me feel like I'm in middle school but in a good way like it's like an it has it's a jam it's a bop it's a jam and it's fun and I think it's a good kind of vibe for getting ourselves back in the swing of just falling in love again because that's our goal 2023 is just to be happy and be in love if I mean that might not be your goal but certainly fucking is mine okay I love you guys so much if you like the show if you like me feel free to subscribe leave a nice little review if um you want to follow me my social media is my instagram is ellie underscore schnitt my twitter is holy underscore schnitt tiktok is ellie schnitt though i never post there and twitch uh you should follow me on twitch it is ellie underscore schnitt Nope, it's not. It's Ellie Schnitt. I stream four times a week. We have a lot of fun. You can talk to me and it's a blast and I have a lot of fun doing it. And I would really appreciate seeing you guys check that out. So um, yeah, I love you guys so, 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 so much as always. Have a good day. Have a good night wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I hope it's a great one and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.